What's up, everybody? It's Sabino again. We're doing episode two of our live Instagram video, and we are just waiting for our special guest. This beginning part is always a little awkward, but we are just waiting for her to come in. I hope everybody's having a good day. The storm was a little crazy today. Hello. Hi, Sabino. How are you? Good. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. How are you guys doing? So I just wanted to start and say that we are big fans of you and we appreciate you taking time out. When I first reached out, um, we we met each other, I guess, through TikTok. We followed you and you might have followed us. Yeah. First time we started talking, um, right away you said, ciao, Bella. And I was like, I don't know if that's me. So right Why away, not? you know. <laughs> Right away, I knew you were referring to my cousin Rosaria, because she's like on the TikTok all the time. I always see Rosaria, and also I see another girl. That's Antonia. Uh, so I, I did. I have never seen you before, so I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not. I I don't fit TikTok. I don't cook. I don't dance. So that you was. You have a nice. Was, you have a nice voice. Maybe I could. That's why I do the podcast, though. There you go. But. For, I know we're definitely going to do more episodes with you, but I felt the first one, the first introduction of our fans to you, it had to be done by no other than... Hi! It's so yeah. nice to finally be speaking to you. How are you guys? Good. All good? Good, good. So we got the... You know my brother? And the pasta bro. Yeah, pasta there bro, you go. Yes. Okay, so how are you guys? Yeah, everything is great. Um, we just we, we were just shooting a bunch of recipes. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I get to see soon. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for your YouTube channel and for TikTok. Exactly. Yeah, we just posted a YouTube um, today. Spaghetti alla carbonara. Oh my, my favorite. Hopefully, oh, when yeah. all this is done, we'll come down to you guys in Florida. Yes, <laughs> I love that. I can't wait. That would be awesome. All right. So first, we want to start off with like an intro, small introduction on who you guys are. So where are you guys living and how long have you guys been here in the United States? So um, me and my brother were born and raised in Rome. And yeah. most of our family is still there. Mm -hmm. And both in Rome and the countryside. And we moved to the States about five years ago. Very so, nice. Uh, we've, we've, been, we've been here for five years, but um, we love it here. We have of course. Our, our main business is here. And so we, we kind of, because our families um, down in Italy, they still have, um, they're big on winemaking, they have land, they produce a lot of wheat for, for the region. Okay. And they used to have a pasta factory oh, wow. in the 1800s. Yeah, from the mid-1800s to mid-1900s. That's amazing. A pasta factory. So we, we kind of have like this, this pasta dynasty, you know? It's like in your blood to make pasta. Yeah. We, we, so when we came over, we were like, you know, we, are, we, are not, we have an online business and we thought, uh, why don't we just try to do pasta 2.0? And we put everything online and we teach 
as many people as possible by our traditions, our recipes. And, and you guys are doing an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you. Really, like, I watch you guys all the time. Yeah. People on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Thank you, Bella. Okay, so I wanted to ask you, what was your first video on TikTok that made you blow, like, made you guys blow up? Um, let me think. I think the very first one was a carbonara recipe that I posted back in March. Um, blow, it, it wasn't like blow up, blow up, but it was the first one that went to a million. Yeah. And, and, it, and it got me, like, out there on the platform. Like, I got so many followers, even though it was only one million views. But it yeah. was like... Uh, I think I got like 50,000 or 60,000 followers overnight or something like wow. that. So it was like a humongous uh, amount of followers in comparison to the views. And of then course. after that, I'll, a lot of videos started going very big. I think to this day, the biggest one I've got is randomly Panzanella. <laughs> I don't know why. All of them that one. <laughs> I know. It's like... It's so weird because we're like panzanella out of all the pastas that we've made. Because people are not very used to seeing that. Like everybody thinks like, okay, carbonara, spaghetti, like something yeah. simple, but that's more. Exactly. So it was kind of like, also I think because I said, don't throw away your old bread. People are like, what? Yeah. What's crazy woman gonna do now with old bread. I don't like, I think, thousands of messages asking me is it okay if i use moldy bread and i'm like no <laughs> definitely not yeah. that's too old okay <laughs> exactly us italians we don't like to waste things but not molded no, not no, no. moldy no it's not healthy i'm like no i'm not putting my name to that but that one is like almost a six million views and wow and then we got a lot of videos that are like four or five or two, one, like it just started rolling, I think. Yeah, we dedicated more more effort to it. Just mm -hmm. keep on making more and more recipes so people just got affectionate. I think we went into we went into like solidly boosting about mid March when the lockdown started here. Yeah. I feel like a lot of pages blew up when the lockdown started because you're home, you have more time totally. on your hands. Yeah. Yeah, so that's when we started posting regularly. And then now, you know, we're really like into it because, I mean, we got over a million followers on TikTok. My Instagram is growing very fast. Congratulations well. on the million followers, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, it was, it was really, really amazing when we hit one million. I felt so, like, it made me so happy because it makes me feel like, Wow, so many people love Italian cultures, Italian food, and and when I show it to my family in Italy, they're like, "Oh my God!" Like they can't believe it. They feel so proud. Of course, like, you know, yeah. keeping the tradition alive, and I, and that's what it's all about: keeping the tradition going all the time, especially from people that move from Italy to here in America. That's the same thing with my family. We they taught me that you have to keep on pushing your tradition as much as possible. Exactly. And that's why I, I really love the Italian American community because to me it's like you guys uh, are like the people that kept on keeping Italy alive and, and they represent Italy here and they keep it 
a reality and keep being very Italian. Of course. Um, and, and keeping that spirit because when I, when I came here, obviously, I didn't, know, I didn't know that many people. And then I found that almost, I think, 60 or 70% of my followers are Italian-Americans. Yeah. <laughs> so I love it because to me, it's like, thank God that they're so you passionate have... and that keeps, it's like what Sofia Loren did when she came over. She made easily important. Important. Yeah. Yeah. And you're definitely doing that. So for like, I find myself like, it's kind of difficult to come up with new content every single day. Things that did people want to see something different. So how do you choose so many pasta dishes? Like, how do you know which one to make in the day? Do you have like somebody that tells you like your brother, does he say, oh, let's make this today. Are you the one that chooses what to do on a certain day? It is a collaboration, really. We, we sit down normally in the morning and thinking, oh, what are we going to do today? You know, and we come up with things. Uh, maybe I heard the thing years and years ago and I want to remake it. Or she, she comes out with, oh, we have this karma that we need to yeah. use. And so let's make something with that. I love, uh, he always wants me to do like, uh, like, fancy type of dishes. Yeah. But I still feel I'm in the stage of classics. Yeah, like, I, I agree with that. I, and people are asking me, can you make gluten-free? Can you make vegan? Can you make this? Can you make that? But I'm like, I think I've got a few more months of just uh, the traditional the classics. Of course. Because that's yeah. how it starts. You start off traditional, then you could put your own spin on like... Yeah, and I noticed that what this what gave me the most followers is a uh, very simple basic version of things and also dishes that are well known they, those are the classics so those are what everybody knows and we're kind of like i want i want to make sure i think i've got a good three or four months of just classics yeah so what is your favorite things. pasta dish uh so i I have so many, but I would say if I, if there was something that I couldn't live without, it would be a lasagna. Just because it's so complete, it's so full. Like yeah, I said, you get all the everything. In yeah, one. and a really good lasagna, you can it can be cold and it's still and it's good. still and it's still. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> In my family, I don't know if you guys do it, but we do lasagna, no ricotta, but we do it with eggs. Yes. Hard-boiled eggs. How would, what would That's we a very Napolitano way of doing it. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we have uh, one on YouTube with eggs. Mm -hmm. I did uh, like uh, one of the first YouTubes I posted. And then um, when I don't want, like, because it can be a little heavy. Yeah, of course. I just do it without, but I definitely don't put... Sometimes I don't even put bechamel sauce. I, I, I have different ways of doing lasagna, but I make it very plain with mozzarella, parmigiano, and the, you know, the ragu sauce. Of course, all and the delicious. Sometimes it's just <laughs> That's like the perfect for. way to have lasagna. I personally believe that it doesn't need, because like the ricotta, bech I don't know, I wouldn't. I no, it's, it's, it's like heavy. Like it's that. heavy, yeah. yeah. So, but, but people, a lot of people are used to the ricotta because there is some regions that use the ricotta and then the bechamel sauce, of course, you know, 
That's one of the most classic ways of yeah. doing lasagna. Okay, uh, so what's your what's your favorite dish other like other than a pasta dish? Like, what would you say? I Italian, Italian dish besides pasta. Mmm. Ooh. Carciofi alla romana. Ooh. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. I mean, I don't like carciofi that much, but I'm sure if you make it, I'll. So I make it really amazing. It becomes so tender that you can eat the whole thing. Wow. And I actually have to make a video about it because it's a little hack on how to make the best, most tender artichokes. And it's actually funny enough, you use uh, baking paper. Oh, wow. You put them in a little uh, like pot. Mm -hmm. Fill them with water and then you put a baking paper on top of it and a lid. It create it basically doesn't let the water go out at all. So the, the artichoke can't do anything else and absorb all the water. So it becomes all tender and like mushy and it's that's nuts. amazing because my nonna loves artichokes and she always likes to make them. But she always says that there's one part that's always hard. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to say the pasta queen taught me how to do Yeah, well, you, you have to have, I have to tell you, though, that there's different type of artichokes. And there's one that is specific, more tender than others. Than others. And it's a hard to find in the U.S., but I, I found this specialty store that, that has a lot of Italian stuff, and they have the best artichokes. Oh, my God. But I think artichokes are my favorite. Then there is a way they make zucchini. Uh, marinati, which is like, uh, I think they put it under a uh, little vinegar, balsamic, and garlic and parsley. Oh my god! We do that with our with eggplants. Oh uh, yeah, it, we grill them, and then it's we do olive oil, balsamic, oregano. Yeah, I love those kind of like like I just leave off of those eggplant zucchini, and I do it also with carrots. Ooh. Ooh, Perfect for the summer. It's so good. <laughs> so what are your favorite pasta brands? Okay, so uh, my absolute favorite is a company called Gentile. Gentile. And uh, they're from uh, Gragnano um, in the province of Naples. And it's actually, that was one of the towns, it's 15 minutes away from where my family lives. And what, that's where um, the town we used to provide the wheat for, to the pasta factory. Those guys are really good. There's two companies on my favorite, Gentile and Di Martino. Di Martino, Di Martino I've heard of Gentile, not too much. Probably here in New York, they don't sell. They, they are such... They're not as, as good at doing marketing, I think, as Di Martino is. Mm -hmm. But they have, in my opinion, the best quality pasta. Uh, I'm going to send you a link afterwards because I want you okay, to try Okay, perfect. Because for us here, it's kind of hard to find, like, the quality Italian, like, important. Like, you kind of have to go far. So how about there in Florida? Is it hard to find it or have you found no. the best spot? We are blessed. Despite you, you would think New York would be like, but we are blessed because there's this family from, I think they're from Philadelphia, okay. the Italian Americans that opened this huge 
specialty store and they have the most amazing Italian imports. Oh my goodness. I know. That sounds like heaven. Christmas. They have everything. Oh my god, that's perfect. Yeah. So and that's we, where you would say you get most of your stuff here. from? That's yeah, great. everything I get. And then there's another company that um, I found out recently that you can order online from. They have really, really good stuff. Um, they're called uh, Nini and Deluca. Nini. Nini and Deluca. Um, and you can order online, but they have like superior Italian quality foods. And Nutella, which is very important. Yeah. No, like, one of the main necessities in an Italian household. Exactly. Okay, I mean, so... The guy that invented Nutella is 100 years old, died 100 years old, 98. Well, then it's healthy, you know? Yeah. It has got to be healthy. Exactly. <laughs> Where's my coffee? Let me make you one. Oh, what a nice brother. I wish my brother was making things right? like that. <laughs> So, is Sabino your brother? Sabino is my cousin. Ah, okay. Have I seen your brother on any of your TikToks? My brother has been in a few of my of the TikToks. Oh, wow. But he's not here right now. Okay. No problem. Um, my family jars our own tomato sauce. And now that it's August, I was wondering if you guys still do the same now that you've moved to America. I haven't started that, but I can... I, I have the enough space in my backyard to do one of those huge calzones and do it. Yeah. But I haven't I haven't done it yet. Um, mostly because I was I have to find the right tomatoes and I was like being very picky about it. Yeah. But I'm going to um, start doing it. I I think I found a couple of farmers that have really really good tomatoes. And I'm gonna get like, you know, a lot of. Tomatoes. Yeah, we, we go all out. I mean, oh my that's because, like we said before, the tradition is the most important thing. Yeah, you and guys like, keep the traditions going, of course. So on one of my TikToks, I got a lot of hate for saying that I put salt. I salt my water after it starts to boil, and I think you commented on it. And I was like, but the pasta queen said so also so what are your thoughts on that so technically there's a two minutes different in cooking time maybe i read a whole article about a chemist mm -hmm. that made a really good point saying if it's true that the salt will make the cooking time longer adding the salt afterwards will also lengthen the cooking process so whether you add it first or later, you're still adding salt. So, exactly. Because you have to put the pasta right in the salt and, and you have to salt the pasta. So it says whether you add it before and you make your boiling point two minutes later or whether you cook the pasta for a little longer. It's like, we're talking about seconds. Exactly, so time is really perfection, especially when it comes to food. That's how yeah, I. Yeah, we don't care. We don't care. There's a lot of food snobs mm -hmm. and uh, people that don't quite understand it. But like these people that that are experts. But then if you if you do if you were to do an actual experiment, the difference is probably 30, 40 seconds. So I'm like, 
If you, if you want to make it 30, 40 seconds faster, okay, you know, but like, so then in your life, they always the have something to say. Like the wise man said to the guy that was in a rush, what are, what are you going to do with the time you get when, if you get there early? And the guy couldn't respond. So exactly. it's like, you make exactly. your rush to do something. And then you're 45 seconds ahead of the other guy, <laughs> and you're like, okay. Yeah. No, it doesn't make a huge difference. Almost none. In fact, I have to be honest, um, I forget to salt my pasta water. And um, sometimes uh, I go into the, he just salts it right away because then we don't bother with it. We're like, we don't really care that it's like two minutes longer or one minute longer. Exactly. As long as the salt is in there. Yeah. Who cares? And you cook it perfectly al dente. Yes, exactly. Those are the most important things, but the taste is not going to change. Also, there are people upset with the timing on the, 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 the packet pasta. They are 12 minutes, 12 minutes. It's never, never, never that time. You never. You have to try it as you go. Yeah. You have to try it as you The salt and water changes the cooking. Yeah, we, we take it out a couple of minutes, always what it says on the package, and then we finish the cooking in the sauce. Yeah. It tastes good. You know, you know best. You don't need the packages. No, no. And you also know we're not Italians as a general culture. We're not in food snobs. We're like, no. we cook with passion and love, the eyeball things. People are asking me, what are the exact dimensions, like uh, ingredient measurements for the garlic? I'm like, I don't know. Put two gloves of garlic. You know, it's not going to change. Whatever, if it, if it needs some more, <laughs> just add a little. happy. <laughs> We're the same way, and my nonna says it all the time. Everybody's like, oh, how does your nonna cook this? I'm like, I don't, I couldn't. Exactly, she eyeballs it. She got a little bit of salt, a little bit of it. <laughs> exactly. So, so you, um, what's your favorite dessert? Since I know you cook a lot of savory things, what would be your favorite dessert? So, I think always, I think... I know it's a stereotype cliche, but I think tiramisu is my favorite dessert, the way I make it. Of course. It's, I don't make it too sweet. Um, it's very co like coffee. There's a strong coffee feature. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that. I love uh, panna cotta a lot. And I also love uh, uh, the lemon ricotta cake. Like, I generally love lemony things. Very citrus, like... Yeah, I love <laughs> lemon, orange. Like, when I make the pastiera, mm -hmm. my God, it's so good. With the orange I'm like, when my family makes pastiera, too, especially during Easter time, I'm like, how many lemons and oranges do you want me to grate? My mom's like, whatever, keep on going. Exactly. Because so like, it brings I, I out. Know, but I made this lemon ricotta, Rosalia, that mm -hmm. I want you to try. I need you to make it because it was so good. I'm going to try one of your recipes, especially for yes. TikTok. I have to. I've been saying it, but I haven't been doing it. <laughs> yeah, I want you to try the lemon ricotta. I think as an Italian, you will be really appreciating of it because it's so. I have for to breakfast. Try it. We have it for breakfast, you know? In the morning, you dip it in the coffee. Exactly. Like, I, I'm not like, in America, they love, like, bacon, egg. No. I like something sweet for breakfast. Exactly. That would be perfect. I'm going to have to try that, too. Yes. Totally. Okay. So, we get a lot of opinions on food. 
what's Americanized Italian, and what's like actually authentic Italian. So I have a list for you guys. And I want to know your thoughts. Be completely honest. Don't worry if someone. I, are you sure? <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> Nothing Com offense. Completely honest. Stay calm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, because we have our opinions too, and I'll share them as well. So, chicken yes. parm. What are your okay, thoughts? Okay. So, so I I did a bunch of research because. I know that right now some of the restaurants in Italy have chicken parm, mm -hmm. but they have um, they have come accustomed to it because Italia um, tourists going to Italy was expected. That's what they expect. Yeah. So, but I think that this was a a creation of uh, Italian Americans, which there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not a class, it doesn't come from, um, from Italy per se, but Italian Americans created it. So, I mean, still created by that some way. Exactly. I mean, it's so. still good. I believe it it's is good. good. I of haven't course. tried it personally. Uh, if you cook the chicken correctly and if it's with your pasta, shouldn't be nothing wrong with it. Exactly. And you have good mozzarella, nice sauce. Of course, it's going to taste good, but exactly. it's good. Nice. The ingredients are Authentic good. Italian. Yeah. We cannot agree on the, on the origin of the dish uh, because some people believe that it's Italian, which is not. No, I think, think it's a, an Italian American creation. Yeah. And, you know, they, you know, you follow this guy, he's so funny. Um, he's very rude on TikTok and he's Italian American. He's, he does, he I does this. It's QCP. I think I know, yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. And he's, he makes this like very angry cooking videos. <laughs> and I know exactly who you're talking I know, about. he's so funny. Like me, me and my brother like crack up. But he is, uh, he, he makes all these Italian American dishes. Um, and he, he doesn't know how to cook. But he's just so funny. Uh, but yeah. I was thinking about it, like, so many dishes that we come across. I didn't even know about them until I came to America. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, yeah, back to the point. It's not an Italian-Italian, but it's a creation of an Italian-American in the Italian-American community. He's probably like Alfredo. This guy came to America. Exactly. Uh, his wife was kind of sick, and the only thing she would eat was this butter and parmesan pasta. Yeah, and the guy and was they, named Alfredo. The so there you is, go. And there you go. Yeah, yeah, we kind of did a lot of research on the Alfredo too, because it is true that it is claimed as an Italian recipe, but as you know it today here in the U.S., it's chicken Alfredo. People put the chicken and the cream in it. And it's a little bit of a variance. And it's like, th I think it's thicker here than yeah. how you would make it, like with the parmigiano and the butter. I mean, the original one, just butter and parmesan cheese, it's amazing. And mm -hmm. it's actually a, an Italian recipe, uh, but it wasn't named Alfredo. Yeah, we don't call it Alfredo, we call it pasta burre parmigiano. Literally, butter and cheese. Simple, yeah. keep it simple. Exactly what and you usually, exactly. usually, we give it to people that are not. Um, physically well. Yeah. Like you yeah, usually I know that. Yeah, you you like if you if you get off, you know, you get discharged from the hospital and you're only getting better. That's what your mama would make you 
because it's not hard to digest. Oh, I, wow, that's, I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Call, like you're sick or you have a, you, like you're not feeling well, something, it's because it's light and there's not a lot of different crazy ingredients, you know? Mm -hmm. Pasta, pasta in bianco. Sì. Pasta in bianco, pasta, pasta in bianco, bianco sì. pasta formaggini. Grazie. <laughs> They're all like done for people that maybe like have a little stomach digestion or they're like, you know. Yeah, something light. Yeah. Okay. Eggplant parm versus eggplant rollatini. Which one do you think is more authentic? Eggplant parm. I, like I, melanzana la parmigiana. Melanzana la parmigiana is... The, the rollatini, I never heard of it. Mm-hmm. That's definitely more the Americanized version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we've got some... Uh, I roll. We, we've got some involtini. You know, I made one with the... Ricotta? With the ricotta inside of But it's a very different thing. I think the rollatini is an Italian-American creation. Mm -hmm. And the eggplant parm is uh, an old, classic, southern Italian recipe. Spaghetti with meatballs. Yeah, it doesn't exist in Italy to this I day. Would, yeah, I would agree. Like, I think they, 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 they get so upset in the restaurants that they even refuse to make it. Yeah. <laughs> I've witnessed some pretty great. I grew up eating the pasta first, then the meat later. Yeah, that's what we do. I don't know why, because it doesn't make full sense, because we also have uh, ragu bolognese sauce, which has exactly. meat, or ragu napoletano has actually chunks of meat. Yeah. So you could have meatball pasta you know if you really wanted to but the grinding of it and making it into a meatball and then sticking it it's just not a traditional thing for the italians but i don't see anything wrong with it i mean if you're having a ragu sauce what's you know it's not very it's, far off i mean it's, it's not really that of a that much of an original idea because i mean uh, when you make the meatballs sometimes in italy south italy they cook it in the in the sauce Mm -hmm. So you use that sauce with the pasta. Yeah, but you know, because she's from uh, the, the same, she's from Campania. Oh, right. Yes, Salerno. Exacto. You know very well that you cook the sauce, the Sunday sauce. Mm -hmm. you, you make a Sunday sauce with the meat, usually in the south. Yes. You can do it with the brasciole, or you can do it with the, with the ragu. Yes. Um, or, you know. And, but then you don't actually have it on top of the pasta. No, you take them out yeah. and you See. eat that separately. See. So somebody just dropped them on the, on the pasta and say, oh, well, look what that's I That's it, that's our dish. <laughs> it's kind of, I kind of like spaghetti, spaghetti meatballs because, um, I don't know, I think it's fun. And also like Lady and the Tramp, you know what exactly I'm saying? Exactly, very, you know. <laughs> It's so old. <laughs> I, I just found out, you know, the lady, no, earlier, earlier? And, Lady and the Tramp is such an old Disney movie. So we're I think in 1930s or 1940s. Wow. Yeah, so they already old, had yeah. spaghetti meatballs there. So I feel that it's so almost a classic recipe for the Diana yeah. So I'm like, you know. Straight from the yeah, movie. Okay, your thoughts on squid ink pasta? On what? Squid ink pasta. Oh, squid ink. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's definitely classic Italian. Pasta nero di sepia. Yeah, 100%. Very popular. 
Um, yeah. What would you say would be a good sauce for that? Or do you think? Because, like, I personally don't enjoy it, but I know a lot of people that do. Yeah. What pairs so, the best with it? I, you know, to be honest with you, I will tend to go with you. I, it's not one of my favorites. So I haven't really thought what, what be, what's best for that. But I would do it with the, with the grape tomatoes. You can never go wrong. You can never go wrong. And the grape tomatoes that you get. You like kind of cook them a little bit with um, garlic and olive oil. You roast them a little bit so they, they get a little bit soft. They get a little soft and flat. You can't go wrong with that. You really cannot. No, but it's not one of my favorite though, the squid ink pasta. Well, if you have ink squid, uh, then you have the squid, squid, sorry, <laughs> uh, the squid and, or octopus, mm -hmm. and then you can make a sauce with it. Uh, tomato sauce, yeah, or even or even a white sauce. But the, with, the, 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 with the shredded tomatoes, it's so good. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. With pomodoro, vagino, How about calamari fritti? I love calamari fritti. One of my favorite. Like, actually, I'm gonna go back to the one of the first questions where you asked me. What's my favorite dish other than pasta? Mm -hmm. Probably that. So, some of my favorite is calamari fritti, mm -hmm. frittura di pesce. So, frittura di pesce is also like um, a bunch of different fried fish. Shrimps. Sardines. Yeah, like they have different types of like little uh, seafoods that get mm -hmm. battered and, and deep fried. I love it because, you know, I grew up in center south between Rome and Naples. And yeah. That's one of their specialities. Mm -hmm. So I'm always happy because, you know, we live by the sea, so there's always a lot of fish. And you get the best of both worlds. Oh, my God. You know, I went to Capri last year oh and I had the best frittura di calamari. Oh, my God. They gave me this, like, little paper bag. You know, street food almost. I know exactly what you're talking about. We had the same thing when we eat went. it with your hands. Or also, you can add <laughs> mussels and clams. Like oh when after the cooking, mm. and you have that alone, that's amazing. Yeah. Even Especially though it's very difficult to find the right size clams, I they know big ones. Yeah, it's true. Usually they like make it without the shell. They just do use like the clams. And, like, yeah. But it's not the same. No, I think Italy has a different sea and the, the clams are much smaller. Mm -hmm. um, here, even when we get the little necks, which are the smallest clams you can find on they, the East they look Coast. Like <laughs> they look huge. They're huge. <laughs> okay, yeah, how about vodka sauce what are your thoughts on that so i love vodka sauce because i kind of grew up you know in the in the 80s well i was born in the 80s so i but as a kid that that was a dish that was very much um popular very popularized time. in the discos so mm -hmm. everybody was making pinella vodka um, and I was explaining that I actually did a little food science on it. And the vodka is actually used to make uh, the sauce creamier because it, it binds the oil content, so the fats from the pancetta, 
Okay. With the tomatoes. With watery content. Like so, and it makes it, it makes it bind and that's why it's so creamy. You know, so, sometimes you get a sauce and it's watery. And it's like liquidy? Yeah. No, not so if you use alcohol, not just vodka, but alcohol Any in alcohol. general, mm -hmm. it will make the whole sauce creamier because it makes it, makes the oil of the fats, including extra virgin olive oil, it's mm -hmm. fat, bind with whatever vegetable tomatoes you stick in it, it makes it like a perfect cream. It's like you go to a party, have a drink and make friends. Exactly. It's the same thing, but in a positive dish, you get it all in one. Yeah. And they become friends. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, with vodka, it doesn't have really a strong flavor after the alcohol has evaporated. Vodka is mm -hmm. It's not taste, really. Um, so it just leaves the whole thing just so much more creamy. So, and yeah, definitely Italian from the 80s. I did not even know that it would be it was from the 80s, so that's something else that I learned. If today. you hang with us, you're going to find out a lot more. Oh, I'm so excited and I can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah okay. What are your thoughts about baked ziti? Eh? Baked ziti. See, that's very typical of Naples and also the south of Italy generally. Mm -hmm. we, we do a lot of pasta bakes. Yeah, um, and ziti is one of the original shapes of pasta. So, in the old times, when my when my nonna and great nonna, like my bisnonna, mm -hmm. used to make ziti, they were called maccheroni, and they were really really long. I, you used to break it with your hands. My nonna makes the same, and you break them with your hands and just throw them in the pot. Yeah. So the, the ziti of today are uh, a little bit of a smaller shape of the original pa first pasta shapes ever created, which was the maccheroni. Mm -hmm. And my, I mean, you just do anything with it because you have any leftover, you just stick them in the oven and cover it with a bunch of sauce, mozzarella, any cheese you have. And you make the perfect mm -hmm, sort of... Pasta al forno has to be one of my favorites. Pasta al yeah. forno, exactly. Exactly. Because you could like put whatever you want, like even like the small little meatballs. My grandma does sometimes yeah. inside. Exactly. Some Anything. people put meat, uh, peas inside. Some mm -hmm. people put bechamel sauce. Bechamel sauce. Uh, you can really go crazy on it and have it whichever way you want. You know, you can you can put eggplant in it. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I wanted to say I love you guys. You guys are amazing. I love your style, your accent, everything about your kitchen. <laughs> Ever since the you. kitchen tour you posted, I was like, Some people think that's it's a green screen all the time, right? Yeah, a lot of people have told us, is that a green screen? Like, no way. <laughs> I'm touching it. Yeah, like people don't believe it. They're like, your green screen is It is, is absolutely beautiful. I showed my mom too. She's like, I want that kitchen. <laughs> you should come visit when uh, all of this is over. Of course. I cannot wait for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah. I just want to say thank you guys so much for joining in on this live. I had a lot of fun and I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Yes. Thank you, Bella. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, ciao.
No. Yo, you're oh, yeah. Is that good? You're watching it. Yeah, that's why, because we were playing I'm it. 